Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your host Gordon and Don Abernathy. And that's when he said, "Wrecked them, hell, damn, nearly killed them." Anyhow, what's going on, everybody? It's another episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us for another Tuesday night and on uh, this rainy, rainy, rainy day here in Cape Coral, Florida. But it is what it is. Got a new soundboard. I'm trying to turn down the bar. There it goes. You know. A soundboard with a slider bar that you can grab with the mouse is a lot better than a new version of the software where it has like a wheel and you have to grab it and then spin it in a circle like you're a goddamn DJ, but instead of having turntables, you're doing it with a mouse. But anyhow, joining us as always from Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? Bullshit. Sounds like a plan. Join us across the river from Fort Myers, Florida. Mike, no use for a last name. Mike, how are you doing, sir? Also bullshit. <laughs> Mike, um, I'm assuming, now Mike sent me a text message that says, hey, is there anything you want us to talk about? And I said, well, anything that the uh, audience may bullshit. find uh, entertaining. <laughs> he said, well, let me ask you this. Is there anything that I can't talk about? And I said, freedom of speech, bitches. And it so is called what's in your head. And so Just was the that thing that you were. See what's in there. The thing that you're questioning about talking about, was that the thing you were just talking to me about? Uh, no, I mean, I, I was looking for, you know, well, I know you doing some we random searches and you shit were, like that. You were pretty angry stuff, so. pre-show, and so I didn't know if that's something you wanted to air your grievances with the VA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go for it, man. That's a story we, I guess we can get into, but yeah. So frustrating, you know, just in general as the VA can be. I applied uh, for VA benefits. I actually don't get any naturally because I, I, I served and I did six years, but I, they didn't retire. You didn't fuck yourself up you enough. Know, I yeah, I didn't. I didn't. You know, serve in a theater of operations or anything like that. I just served during wartime, and so I don't get any kind of benefits or anything like that. So I applied for them once before, got denied. No. Checked into a couple of disability things with my ankle that I messed up and uh, my foot that I messed up when I was in and got denied on both of those, got denied on my hearing. So not even a 1%, great. huh? Not or even two percent. Not even a half a percent. Dude. Now, were you issued the 3M earphones that about two years ago because of the World War II content that I post on Instagram, they just assumed that I serve in the military and I kept getting all these ads for the class action lawsuit against the 3M military-grade earmuffs, earplugs, internal earplugs that apparently didn't work because now all these veterans were suing 3M for. Did you ever use those? Yes, I did. Did you get in on that? Ah! See, you could have got in on that class action lawsuit and got you a fat check for $3.38 and made some, That's right. <laughs> made some lawyers yep. super rich. Why yeah, the, I really wanted to waste my time with that one, let me tell you. If you if, I like when somebody else wastes their time for you and you just get a check in the mail for $2. That's what I was, I, yeah. was going to say. I like when you don't even actively join said lawsuit. Like, I got one in the bank the other day for three twenty-five. If you are actively joining a class action lawsuit of that magnitude where your payout is going to be less than anything less than $100, you're just making a lawyer rich. Don't waste your time. Even if you're so angry at said parent company, why make some lawyer rich when you're just going to get $3.38 regardless of how mad said company made you? I don't 
I don't get some of these people. Ooh, I'm going to get in on this lawsuit. What's your payout? Dollar twenty eight if I'm lucky. You know what you're better off doing is doing a search on if anybody owes you money out there. Believe it or not. Treasure hunt. I've, Florida I've, treasure I've hunt. A, a, a couple hundred bucks. Um, back when I worked for Stan and Haney, we did that, and I got like two hundred dollars. I have gone since then, and nothing. You ever been there, Mike? Where at? FloridaTreasureHunt.com. Uh, I have not. Basically, what it is, it's a website. Uh, I think that's what it is. It's a website that keeps track of like um, money, that, uh, F- Florida's unclaimed properties. So I'm there oh. right now. I'm going to go to start your search. Basi- go ahead, Yeah, Gordon. basically like any kind of utilities where they owed you a deposit back that you were unaware of or any checks you may have paid they've, they've ne- never cashed or, or whatever. It all ends up in the state. And then they, they have a database and uh, you can claim your rightful money. Yeah, it's basically any time like that a nice little Christmas you're owed present. money, but they couldn't track you down, whether it's your address changed or what have you. I'm used to be owing people money. What the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. No oh. results found. Damn it. Nothing for now me. Now I'm intrigued. I'm yeah. curious now. Ooh, it says business name. Let me put in that computers. <laughs> oh, well, you may want to do computers trouble, troubleshooters of wherever you were. Act computers. Oh, what have I done? Uh, no, no, no. I just brought this show to a screeching halt. I am halt not a robot. No, no results. Starting around. line. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I found money there. I think Carrie got a little bit of money there. Um, so yeah, I mean, if, if huh. people haven't done that, it's, it's, you know, it's just go there. You put in literally, you put in your first name, your last name, your your zip code, and the the city where you currently reside, and it'll within three seconds tell you if you have any money coming your way. So, a little update, a little exciting news for the Digital 410 Media Network. Really? This time last week, we were talking about how I was part of an incident earlier in the day between a guy from Kentucky, which, boy, me pointing that out really ruffled a lot of feathers. (laughs) So, when they find out, yeah, so when they find (laughs) out you're actually from Kentucky, or they say, oh, you're just saying that because... And to be nice to that guy, I did a second post saying, hey, I get it. Nowadays, the only people you can make fun of are white people and people who live in southern states. And so, you know, if you live in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, you're just, you know, you're a little sensitive because we're, we're basically the, the butt of every joke. So I get it. But no. So anyhow, before the show, last this time last week, that we were just, oh, wow, I post this thing like at, you know, 5 o'clock and within four hours I had 5,000 views. Well, two hours later when we got off the show, it had 30,000 views. So the thing gained like 15,000 views in two hours. And so well, that was kind of cool. Then I woke up the next morning, had 89,000 views. I was like, holy shit, this thing may be going off. As of today, before the podcast, the thing has 1.3 million views. And it was starting to dwindle. But some little fairy godmother came my way who put his foot in his mouth. And he reinitiated a whole bunch of interaction from... People of all skin colors taking our side. Some dipshit, I'm assuming, uh, probably somebody in their 20s, probably progressive, college indoctrinated, said, ah, more example of white privilege. (laughs) To which I did a stitch video reply saying, "Um, that's a hell of a bridge to jump. How do we get here? But now there's people saying, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, One person said, I'm so tired of hearing this bullshit and I'm a brown girl. 
And like even the minorities are coming out saying, we're so tired of hearing this white privilege bullshit knock it off. So the good news is that's a subreddit of that video and that comment. And so every time people go back to argue with that dickhead, it's more views and more engagement. So this thing may so where pick a little traction. Current, current view count. Um, before the show, it was 1.3 million. Um, once it gets over a million, kind of like when you get likes over 10,000, um, they don't show you like 10,127. They round, It's 10.1, and then you don't see an update until it gets to 0.2 or an update until it gets to 0.3. So I so you thought... you actually have some money coming to you. Um, so far, I've made about 45 bucks. Unless you say a curse word within 30 seconds. Yeah, so... Um, you may not get nothing then. 45 you bucks. currently, as of this time, have 121,000.2, or I'm sorry, 121.2 thousand likes. Yes, and 1.3 million, but that could be like 1,300,000 and whatever. Um, yeah. Whatever the three represents, I don't know my fractions. But anyhow, um, and the cool thing is other videos are getting like thousands upon thousands of views. But it's kind of it kind of goes to show you for you young cats, you have the dreams of quitting your jobs and becoming a TikToker <laughs> content creator. Unless you can put out five videos a day that each get a million something views, which basically means you'd have to be a celebrity or someone who already had a huge background prior to you joining the TikTok, you cannot live off of TikTok alone. I mean, $1.3 million I made 45 bucks. And by the way, you can't cash out until 30 days to the day that that video generated that well, revenue. Hopefully this will generate more interest in all your other posts. Well, they are. Um, I have some and now as well. I don't have a video breakdown. So basically within that time of that video trending, including views on other videos, I've made that money. So like so the, would it be called viral? Is that even No, I think viral is 5 million. Um, okay. But the, so that 40 also includes like the reply video I did talking about how I got there with, I think currently has like 11,000 views and the 20,000 that my Walmart video has. And so it's collectively, my account has generated $45, but so, it's still three days behind. So I don't know. Would I get in trouble to say if a video got, has gone viral, it's now gone COVID. Would I get in trouble? Mm, no, I think if you said it went Wuhan flu. You can get in trouble because that's a no-no. You can't say Wuhan. We can say the Spanish flu. That's fine. Okay. Um, but we cannot say the Chinese flu, the Wuhan flu, et cetera, mm. et cetera, et cetera. You guys are fishermen. Uh-huh. Well, not tonight. I, I was a caster. Well, you like I bass fishing. Shit. A little bit. I didn't think bass fishing was a thing out here. I know we got that big lake mead that's dropping eight inches a day. Dead bodies there everywhere. There is a local YouTube channel called Sin City Outdoors. Hmm. I've been kind of following them a little. They've been tracking the recession of the lake amongst some fishing and hunting and, and other stuff. And uh, they had stumbled upon a, a poor guy who a few months ago had retired and bought himself a little houseboat on Lake Mead. And that became his primary residence on a federal recreation area. But... Uh, <clears throat> It broke down, so he pushed it off the shore, and the water within three weeks receded so fast his boat was out of the water 100 feet from the deal. So I, I, I watched him, but I also watch a, a guy named Heavy D Sparks. Everybody yep. may know him from Diesel Brothers. And apparently they had reached out to them, and they did a recovery on this, this boat. Quite interesting to try to seeing them pull a, a forty to fifty thousand pound houseboat off the land and into the water. <clears throat> so match recovery wasn't available to come to Vegas to do that. 
What's that? Matt's recovery wasn't available to come to Vegas to do Matt's that? recovery don't have a recovery boat. Oh. So they called old Heavy D Sparks who down and his crew. And I tell you, man, as much shit as this guy has been in with environmentalists and that, they seem to really try to do it the right way. And let know, me say um, this. For all you living on a boat, unless it's a brand new within the last three years yacht, living on a boat, Quality of life wise, um, footprint of house wise, quality of utility uh, of fixtures and just the living environment. You're in a, it's a single white trailer on the water. You cannot con- you cannot convince me of anything else. Well, and and this houseboat looks more like a Winnebago on the water. Because uh, you know, once again, unless you're on some multi million dollar yacht, any even you know any boat that you buy. V-Hall with a bed and a bathroom. All those appliances, all those fixtures are meant to be used occasionally. <laughs> They're not meant for daily use. And much like a trailer or even a camper, uh, very thin walls, very small spaces. You ever been six foot five and tried to shit in an 18 foot toy hauler? <laughs> your knees touched the wall. I've been six wall. foot two and trying to shit in something similar. Yeah, your knees touched the wall. It's it's a hot mess. I lived in a camper for six months, so I, I can relate to this really well. <laughs> I remember when we lived in Long Beach, every time... Well, that, is that, hold on, hold on. Is that one of them campers with the shitter in the shower? No, no. Okay. It and, and actually, this was a 2010... And it was, it looked like it was from 1998. The shitter's full, Clark. Yeah. Well, dad had a, um, a very small trailer when we lived in California, smaller than the toy hauler he had down here. And when, it, when he had the house in California, I had two bedrooms. And so anytime when I lived there after I left Ohio and I was going to school, whenever a family member would come for a week or so, he would park the camper out in the driveway and I would stay mm-hmm. in that thing. Or I would stay in that thing. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, it's it, it definitely gets old quick. Nothing like the whole place shaking when you're tossing and turning in your bed, even with the... the oh, my peanut. God, is that an earthquake? No, it's just a damn RV. <coughs> I'm choking on a peanut. Let alone doing other things while you're in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not doing this as a congratulatory towards me or a celebration sure. towards me. I'm doing this as a segue... Now, we learned last week or the week before that Mike is still a young, spry, 30-something years old. 29. Not even 30. Wow. Even sprier. <laughs> wow. It tells you how well Don paid attention on the last episode. Because um, he was thinking of the things. next thing to say. Um, but I turn 45 tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's your birthday, isn't it? And so I want to use that in a segue, and this will come into handy for you, Mike, in a short 11 years. <laughs> Maybe this list will be updated. Um, but for those of you who are in your late 30s or maybe you're, you've hit it's, it's, 42 or 43 and you're late to mature. Don's talking like he's the oldest one in the room. Well, no, this applies <laughs> to you, but this list is the top things. He, he looks like the oldest. No, well, this list is the 40 things that no one over 40 should be doing. Now, by your extended elderly age, you should have stopped doing these things years ago. <laughs> you mean like snowboarding? No, well, that's not, well, that may be on the list. We're not going to go through all 40, but uh, from our friends over at, well, we don't know who these people are. Best life online. So this is somebody's opinion on the things you should not be doing. This is from a clickbait website that provides content for the show. Yes, absolutely. But here's here's 10 things that a website you don't care about. Well, actually, here's a list of things that 
and this will be fun. Let's see if we agree with these things or don't agree with these. So here's three random old fu- two random old fucks and one young spry kid. Uh, we're going to go through this list from bestlife.com. 40 things you should stop doing once you turn 40. Let's see if we agree with them. The first one I want to agree with, I stopped doing this when I uh, got in high school. I was a big offender of this when I was in middle school and prior. And Gordon just did it for half a second. Wearing your baseball hat backwards. backwards. And probably wearing a flat bill hat, but whatever. Unless you're no, because if you think about it, the flat bill hat was a West Coast thing, and Jesse James and his old ass was wearing he was part of it. Basically you just It's a trucker's hat, essentially. A trucker's hat or more automotive. Just turn on Turn on Velocity Channel, and three quarters of the people in it, regardless of their age, has a flat bill hat and some sort of dicky shorts on. And their fucking ears tucked in, which I never quite understand. I've asked people about that, <laughs> and they can't give me a satisfactory answer because my response is, so you want to look like a toddler with a hat too big for your only head. Ti- that's my, I was going to say, the only time you should, I could even Let's justify. Let's combine that. If the 90s come back with all the hip-hop guys wearing a fucking pacifier... The only way yeah. I could justify that is like if you're at a concert or a sporting event and you want the commemorative ball cap and it's fitted and it, they don't have it in your size and it's a size too big, fine. Put your ears in it so it doesn't fly off. Okay. But anyhow, unless you're scooting under your car to change the oil or donning a catcher's mask, you should never, ever turn your baseball cap backwards. At best, you'll look like a little kid. At worst, you'll look like an older guy trying to look like a little kid. Parentheses. And if you're wearing your ball funny, cap at all, knew, remember. For some reason, I had a feeling that was going to be number one. That's why I flipped around the hat. And I like this one because. Yes, P. And if you're wearing a cap at all, remember, you should take your cap off when you go indoors. I kind of wish we'd bring Fuck, that decorum back. That all three of us are breaking that. Well, this is what you get. Right there. So, right. Decorum. For your younger cats. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Your hair? Your fucking haircut. <laughs> hey, man. I'm right there. Stan and I talked about this. And I looked this up a while back. Don, your turn. Oh, I ain't scared. <laughs> Holy, look at that gray. Oh, yeah, it's because I haven't dyed my hair. I yeah, it done... makes you look bald on the fucking. I haven't, I haven't done a reenactment in so long, and so I haven't dyed all my hair. So it's uh, like the brown's almost growing. He only dyed parts I look of like his a, hair. I look like a. Uh, a early 2000s uh, white trash housewife smoking my cigarette with my baby on the front porch. <laughs> um, so Stan and I actually talked about this a while back. Um, back in the day, there was Irish ways and back Irish laws. Day. You stood up for the cotton. No, That's also pain. Um, but back in the day, everybody and their grandmother wore hats. From the dawn of time up until, apparently, when JFK got into office and did, he was the first president not to wear a hat fedora top hat regardless to i think the inauguration or some or some sort of big much to do and then basically that was when the whole hats fell out of fashion i mean you go to scally cap flat hat if you go to the 20s 30s 40s all the way up to the early 60s everybody dudes wore hats shirts and ties everywhere they went fedora but the question was we had hat decorum back in the day you had etiquette and one of the things cowboy was hat. you don't wear your hats indoors. And that's a very good question. Every time I watch Yellowstone, I'm like, no, those motherfuckers are cowboys because the cowboy takes their hat off and they walk in the goddamn house. Rip does, doesn't he? Um, I don't know. Anyhow, so back in the day, there was rules of when it was okay to wear your hat indoors. 
We have now veered from the list. Well, no, this is a, a, a spinoff from the list, but yes, it veers off. Um, except in this public places, you may wear hats indoors and public buildings such as airports, public lab- lobbies, and crowded public elevators. However, historically, a gentleman will always remove his hat when a lady enters the same elevator and basically lunch counters. Because, well, as they said, it was so busy, you had no place to put your hat. So it was acceptable to wear your hat indoors. And as Mike was saying at the beginning of the show, he's mad at the VA. The military still has very strict guidelines of when you can wear cover off. your very cover. Very strict. And you better put your cover on when you're outside. Mm-hmm. Period. And not only... not only, Now, do you have to stay off the grass in your branch? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't step stay off the commander's. Stay off the commander's grass. And then, I, I heard uh, some vets talk about how the Air Force had the best-looking grass, and that was the grass you're allowed to walk on. Yeah. Typically, that's what I would hear, too. Did the <laughs> Army have the same policy as the Marine Corps as far as putting your hands in your trouser pockets? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't Well, he's going to say the Marine Corps because they're going to keep them from eating the crayons. They got shoved in their pocket. Yeah. But, you know. No, it... it um, it wasn't as strictly enforced. It, it was in, you know, the beginning couple of years for training and things like that. But I mean, once I got to my unit, it was like, nobody really gave a shit. You well, know, I think was, a lot of, the, I think a lot of those over quote unquote zealous policies and boot camp is just strictly to teach you discipline. Because if you can't follow something as keep your hands out of your fucking pocket, how are you going to follow life-saving shit and be relied upon to do things as asked in a life or death situation? Exactly. It's it's, like, it's meant to break you. Yeah. That that's what training essentially is. It's not only to teach you, but it's meant to break you, tear you down, so they can rebuild you. Exactly. I remember in the mid '90s, early 2000s, everybody's all oh, boot camps too hard. They're screaming at people. They're screaming at people. They're hurting their feelings. And it's like no. Um, we, we're not allowed to fire live fire over your head. So by screaming at you by 15 different people, we're trying to get you in a fucking clusterfuck panic situation that's super loud. Basically, representing what it's like to have artillery and gunfire coming at you so you can function and operate. Well, I had that I happen. Did you now? In, in training, I had that happen. We had live, attack. I want to say, 249s were being shot clear above our head. It was about... I want to say about 15 feet above our heads, but I mean, you could still hear zooming. But that was like no, week five. Right that wasn't day one. <laughs> I no, heard that no, the. Uh, it wasn't day one, but. <laughs> I heard that the Army has been kind of backing off the shark attack when they get off the bus yep. to recruits. Yeah. They, you know, you know, the shark yeah, attack is that, gone. Yep, you know, they're they're, they are not allowed to do that anymore. And what's crazy, and I think we talked China's going to totally rule over China us. China is actually. Uh, Communist China is actually engaging. They've actually enforced policy because, well, one, these dipshits were killing off other women for so many years that if you're a single dude in China, it was like, what, one girl for every fucking 500,000 dudes? So no wonder that's what Jim, that means. Any port in a storm. Exactly. That's why, you know, you have such feminine dudes over there. But because of that, China is now in their thousand year plan. They're at the stage now where they're actually enforce rules against feminine dudes. They're trying to. They, they want and they embrace that. I hate this phrase, toxic masculinity. Yep. And just recently, there was a story that came out, which all the young cats on the internet is attacking them. I don't remember which general it was, but basically he was one of the the active generals for the Army, came out and said, hey, um, we haven't changed 
the physical obstacle courses and um, activities and boot camp for the longest goddamn time. But this new generation of kids are breaking their bones. We're, we're seeing more broken bones and sprained ankles in the same areas that we've been doing for years. That we you saying private gumdrop is breaking himself. Well, these kids they aren't allowed to jump out of trees anymore, so their their bones aren't getting stronger from twisting ankles. They're not falling off hey. of bikes anymore. They're not falling. You're, you're going to come out of a tree one of two ways. You're either a going to fall or b get pushed. Well, kids they don't climb trees. If you tell a kid to go APFT. climb a tree nowadays, they're going to huh? APFT. Yeah, they changed the a APFT. They were starting to do the. Um, uh, trials and everything like that when I was in, I want to say AIT yep. in Fort Leonard Wood. And uh, they were changing everything because the basic APFT was push-ups, sit-ups, two-mile run. So that's That was a set standard for what, years. What was it the was pace like requirement Please on don't that tell run. me they're just saying everybody do the girl push-up. I think they are. <laughs> well, because I didn't. I oh, God, a, we're I was, doomed. I was a very minimal part of the trial period of the new APFT. So what what was the pace on the two mile run? 20 minutes. Would you have to finish it in 20 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, 40? Shoot. I mean, if it's a two mile like run, you should be able to clear 15. a worst case scenario, 11, 12 minute mile. That should be, you know, 20. But I would assume they'd want you at least try to get 11 to 10. It's been over 10 years. I don't even remember. Um, I think if you ran. Because you had you you had different, you know, sure. Everybody had their own, you know, standards that they had to go by. So, you know, based on your age group and and, you know, height and weight and shit like that. So, um I mean, I, I knew of guys that were running six minute miles. That's fucking fast. And they were they were top of the class. I think the so. fastest mile I ever ran on my peak was I'd have to go back and look. I think I want to say it was barely sub eight, and I was hauling ass. I mean, I was seventeen, and that was at thirty going on eighteen years old. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I had you know probably some of the tougher. Uh, requirements as far as two mile and and you know i think you know late teens and your early to mid 20s are probably your your toughest categories at least back yeah, then that's your were. peak right? yeah that's when you're supposed to be at your your physical best and and uh but yeah i think my best my best two mile run i want to say at that time was I want to say 10 or 11 minutes a mile. Nice. Back to so, the list. Number yeah. two. I would say if, if you're a fella, well, not if you're a fella, if you're a dude, you should never be doing this to begin with. And I'm going to, I'm going to go as far as put white claw in this category too. But number two, by the age of 40, you should stop drinking wine coolers. Well, I don't know if this is number 19. They still sell them? Apparently they do. Um, yeah. We advise drinkers of any age to avoid these sugary bottles. <laughs> But if you're over 40, you're definitely ready to be drinking your wine and your fruit juice in separate containers and to know, learn how to make the greatest drink, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Um, wine coolers. Uh, in, in all honesty, I think I've had maybe five of those in my entire life. They were I've, huge in the 80s when um, yes. Seagram's yeah. Golden Wine Coolers. Seagram's, yep. And then Bartles and James. Bartles and James. That was the one. Yep. Yeah, that was a huge. That campaign was about as big as the Where's the Beef. 
Didn't that all get replaced kind of by Zima? Uh, kind of Zima and Gordon and I. Affectionately known as Bitch Beer. Zima and Gordon and I's personal favorite. Don't say it. Schmirnoff Ice. <laughs> I've been known to kill some Schmirnoff Ice in the day. Here we go. For our new premium wine cooler, and we were about to print up a label when Ed called to my attention the fact that we did not yet have a name for our product. But we decided just to call it the Bartles and James wine cooler because my last name is Bartles and Ed's is James. If you don't like the name, please don't tell us because we've already printed up our labels. The folks down at the post office liked it a lot, so we went with it. Anyway, we'd appreciate it if you'd buy a few bottles and see if the label grows on you like it has on us. Please buy some because frankly, from our point of view, there's no other wine cooler anywhere that's nearly as good at any price. It would also be a personal favor to Ed because he took out that second on his house and pretty soon he's got a big balloon payment coming up. We would certainly not suggest you purchase our new Bartles and James wine cooler if we weren't absolutely sure in our opinion that it is the very finest wine cooler that can be made. Now these are considered witty commercials in the time. These things got, these commercials were so popular that people were like making a one-off t-shirts of Bartles and James. To prove this, we close our eyes and taste our competitors' products. Just two farmers and we sitting always on like their ours front porch. A lot better than we like theirs. The Bartles and James wine cooler is a superior combination of premium it's white wine and that, fruit flavor. Amazing that that was like a, a pop culture trend back in the day. I'm glad Ed suggested and life was simpler back then. See the where's the beef thing too. That you, you remember where's the beef? Yeah, it was like a black, like a maybe, black maybe, empty uh, set. Mike doesn't. But. Well, that's before his time. But basically, the Wendy's was making fun, which is ironic now because Wendy's is just as bad. So you have this little empty room, and these three old ladies. There's this comedically oversized bun with a super tiny patty on it, and they're making fun of other fast food restaurants. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call a single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. Once again, this was the time where that became a bumper sticker. Where's the beef became bumper stickers and T-shirt. Between that and Bartles and James, the you were just... If you sat down after dinner to watch ALF, Growing Pains, Perfect Strangers, um, any show of the era in the Bartles and James and Where's the Beef commercial came on, it was a fucking red letter night for you because those were like it was like catching a uh, Super Bowl commercial. Yes, those were like considered, and, and it's so funny going back and listening to them now. It's like that's not even remotely funny. Here's another one where she's driving a car. Driving a car all crazy. When you drive to Wendy's and order a single, you get more beef than the Whopper or the Big Mac. Now, Don, let's uh, let's Where's close our eyes and think back to what a Wendy's restaurant looked back, like back oh. then on the inside. What did the tables look like? The tables had the fake newspaper print on them. Mm -hmm. You had a full salad bar complete 
with vanilla and chocolate pudding. You had the, what was the official term for that? Would that be a... Um, the never-ending salad bar? No, the glass room. Oh, the atrium. The atrium, yes, yes. They that, still have some atriums out there. And this <laughs> goes to show our age. That's where you were allowed to smoke. Um, so, like, if you guys walk into the older Wendy's and that little, you step down and they got that little room built the glass and it has like the little coma. It's like a greenhouse. That's when I worked at Wendy's at my lunch break, I would walk down there and smoke while eating my food <laughs> during my shift. Which is interesting that they even let a employees smoke and eat their food out in front of everybody. It when wasn't frowned upon. Everybody we had a break room in the basement. Nope. <laughs> it was not frowned upon. Everybody smoked back then. And remember the little gold, the fake, uh, the fake gold foil coasters, yes. the McDonald's, the yeah. uh, ashtrays. Yep. Number three on the list. I think you should stop this by the time you're 30 unless you're like super hot lesbians. But anyhow, engaging in hardcore PDA. No one wants to see your public display affection. There are dignified ways to share love in public. Try touching, holding hands, brushing one's hair aside, locking eyes, or buying flowers. But trust us, if you're old enough to have children in high school, no one wants to see you making out in public. Number four on the list. When's the last... Uh, uh, Raise your hand if you've ever been streaking. Just me, huh? Oh, two of us. <laughs> Ironically, I went streaking at a Christian-based summer I camp. I didn't have a body-positive image. <laughs> I went streaking at a... Like watching a fucking Stay Puft marshmallow <sighs> run I would. Eight of the boys in my junior class have been brought up on sexual assault charges along with the... Accompanying adults at my high school, we were at a. Hold on, please. <laughs> so what Don is saying is he must have had some pervs with them because there was adults and minors. Well, no, we were at a uh, schoolish sponsored. No, it was, it was a Christian. It was Young Life. It was a Young Life camp hosted by Swerve the Perv. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the the adults weren't around, but they one or two of them knew about it. Basically, all the guys in two of the men's cabin, quote unquote, we're all seventeen and sixteen, went streaking wearing nothing but a hat and tennis shoes down through the area where all the girls' dorms were. Henceforth, why we had all been brought up on sexual charges nowadays. But nineteen ninety six, that was just pure clean fun, even at a Christian camp. And so, basically, around nine o'clock at night, God you had crazy Christian kids. Yeah, you know, like ten or twelve high school dudes just with their hats over their junk, running down through the woods naked, right through all the girls' cabins, and they're all screaming and, and throwing shit at you out the doors. But uh, Mike, when was your streaking next escapade? I actually have to make a correction. I was thinking skinning dipping. No, nah, don't count. <laughs> that, that that only counts from the the location on the beach in which you drop your draws to the depth of the water in which your so privates are covered. So did anybody stop while streaking with the hats over the junk, lift up the hat, and say, "Hey, ladies, you know, duff your no, head, take a gentleman, and then keep on going." How to do? The same can be said about partying in a fraternity or sorority house and binge drinking until sick. You're better than this. Besides. Well, if you're partying after the age of 40 in a sorority or a fraternity home, you need to get yourself checked. In the age of YouTube, your children will never, ever, ever forgive you. And for more things, blah, blah, blah. Number five, this would be an interesting, especially with, I would like to see the 
the overall age limit of the people who participated in the Great res uh, Resignation. Are my pants too slippery? You keep sliding off. You're going to have to go back on the ground. Sorry. I got yeah, fishing pants for Father's MC Day. Hammer pants, man. No, I got some uh, fishing pants for the kayak on Father's Day, but haven't been kayaking but once. He's still walking them around the house. <laughs> yeah, I just got them fishing. Um, but anywho, so it would be interesting to see because, once again, this is for people over 40. But I would su suggest that this coincides with maybe once you get over 35. Maybe even 32. Sleeping in on a work day. Nothing wrong with the weekends. Nothing wrong on your day off. When you just venture into a working world, it, it took some time for you to adjust to the new schedule and the need to stop getting sloshy every night like you did in college. So a few late days here and there were acceptable, but come on, man. Nope. Get eight hours, get them before work, and get the better shut eyes in your 40s. I so have, if I sleep in, it's like 4.30. I know, because I like... I get text messages from you at seven my time, and you're three hours away. I'm like, damn, what does this motherfucker get up? Too fucking early. <laughs> I'm trying to get up at six now, even though work doesn't start till eight, so that I can try. I don't, it doesn't always work, but I try to either get on the bike or do something because I've gotten to the point where I don't like rolling out of the rack, putting on my shoes, and being at work in 20 minutes because it's like that's kind of yeah, how you. It takes me two hours to get to work. From one time I wake up and get there because I get well I start at seven. Yeah, but it don't take you two hours from the time you leave your house. Oh no, I, that's up, I, I, I wake up at four. Mm -hmm. I either a walk the dog or b on a gym day go to the gym. Then I cook breakfast if I'm not at the gym. Then I take a shower. Then I make my way to work and I usually get there about a half hour to forty five minutes early. Well, and I and I find by getting up. I don't do it all the time, but I try to at least once or twice a week, maybe three times. Just depends on how late, you know, Mondays and uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays morning. It's a little hard because I'm uploading podcasts until 1230 at night. So um, I, I tend to get up earlier later on the week, but I find. I'm a f Go yeah. ahead. I'm a fan of a structured schedule. Well, I find if I get up at least an hour before work, I don't feel like, oh, man, all I do is live to work or get up go to work come home eat go to bed no you get up do some shit then go to work come home Correct. do some more shit then eat then do some more shit then go to bed see now, when i was in my go ahead so the downside of getting up at four in the morning is i usually get like five and a half six hours of sleep which ain't enough well we got a curry at the new work and to save money on soda and to cut down and lose weight i just drink like six six cups of black coffee a day so i'm i'm good until i get home and crash there you go See, when I was in my early 20s and stuff, you know, didn't matter what job I worked. If I worked a second shift at a plant or something like that, I didn't have to be to work at 1.30 until 1.30 in the afternoon. I wasn't up until 1 o'clock. Well, I mean, that comes with age. That's why this list yeah. is shit you do when you're 40. But, you know, we're all right. there. When I, when I was 21, 22, recently divorced, me and my roommate, we'd go drinking and shooting pool roll into the rack around three in the morning, get up at six and go build ambulances for, for eight, nine hours. That's right, folks. People who build vehicles that save your lives were either hung over or hopped up on speed. <laughs> or a little bit of both. But we, see, now I, I, when I get up in the morning, I mean, I'm up, it doesn't matter if I'm working or not. I'm up between six or seven. I mean, that, you know, every day, that's like my internal clock finally got set. Mm -hmm. And my bedtime's at like nine nine thirty, and if I'm up past that, I'm like my eyes get drowsy and you know. Well, 
And the thing with getting up at four all the time, so now Ollie's used to getting up and being let out between four and four thirty in the morning. So on Saturdays and Sundays, somebody has to get up, let him out, and then we usually drag him into bed with us. But uh, I still sleep until maybe seven on Saturdays. We're going to skip down the list a little bit. I don't know how I feel about this one. This is one I don't know if I agree with. Mm-hmm. Are you a uh, are you a violator of this uh, this cause? Can be. Um, before I had my Garmin, wearing really cheap watches. Now, yes, inexpensive digital watches are coming back in style. But do yourself a favor and own at least one nice watch. It doesn't have to be an Omega Seamaster or Rolex. But you need something stylish to wear with a dress or suit. Now, I do have a watch. It is a cheap watch, but it looks like a nice watch. Actually, I used to have, I had a nice, um, fuck, I forget what it was. I bought it on a cruise ship. Um, I had a real nice, what was the watch brand that really took off in the early 2000s? Um, Fossil. Fossil. I had a really nice Fossil watch. And I still have it, but the crystal on it got all scratched up by putting it in my sock drawer and having, like, belt buckles and shit. You know, the miscellaneous crap you put in your sock drawer. Socks. Um, well, I have, like, old, you know, sometimes for Socks. Christmas you'll get three different wallets from three different people and you can only use one wallet at a time, so I throw the extra ones in there. Or I got, I still have the Harley-Davidson um, chain wallet that mom got me when I was, like, 13. I still have that in my sock drawer. You know, just random shits in there, and so it, it tends to scratch scratch the um but anyhow um once i got my garmin i i don't have a cheap watch but i understand if you're wearing like a fucking mickey mouse watch or something but i don't know do we need to have a maybe you should we have a nice watch and, and it could be like a nixon That's well, i was not gonna say what's expensive what is the a, invicta or something what's the price the bottom price we're gonna say is 60 dollars a cheap watch i think probably anything no considered cheap these days under 150 Okay, well then I'm, well my Garmin retails like two something, so I'm. <laughs> but no, all my watches are cheap. I I don't have any expensive watches because I don't wear because I I wear my Garmin all the time. I'm fucked then because all my watches are probably anywhere from ten to thirty bucks maybe at the most. <laughs> all four. The of my old Casio uh, calculator watch right here. Now, this has another caveat because I don't know if this applies to Jeeps and or trucks. Okay. Driving a highly modified car. Cars are cool and cars are fun, especially fast ones. But if you're feeling yeah, the need for it's speed, definitely going to be your your, your um. Buy a nice, cars. quick car that comes with the way you want it from the factory, such as the new best blah blah blah. That's a plug. I think you're talking more like your Civics with the fart can on it. And yeah. At the end of the day, if you're trolling around town with a modified muscle car ripping burnouts, we'd like to take this opportunity to remind you you're not Vin Diesel. Now, if it's a modded out Challenger, it's one thing. As long as it doesn't got a big goofy spoiler on the back of it that's wider than the car, you know. Um, I'd, I'd edit that, though. I would say if... Now, an STI comes with a big goofy spoiler, so well, that's okay. If you've got a car that actually looks nice... Mm-hmm. Not something that's got you know primer paint on the hood, primer paint on one of the doors, and it's got like four thousand dollar rims on it, and you know a a cheap shitty motor and transmission. No, I like when then, they buy the rims two at yeah. a time, 
and they don't have the patience yeah. or the wherewithal to put the two rims in the garage until they get the other two rims. And so then they put the rims gotta, on their car. I, I got to have my instant gratification. And then by the time, if they are ever <laughs> able to afford the last two rims, by the time they put them on, the front two rims don't match because they're already faded, dented, and dinged. <laughs> so now you or have... they get the rims on and then the tires don't match. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of that fucking Carolina squat with trucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's they the lift the front end of the truck and leave the back end stock, but they still put... 28 inch wheels on the back end of the truck to match the front that's so stupid this would be interesting because this is the the new trend now or at least it was a year ago maybe the death of that gabby chick kind of put a squash on it living in a van down by the river when you're 20s and 30s it may be cool to do this especially when you're rock climbing type but it's time to sell the old rig here's the thing that i it's expensive well, not only that, but anytime I see someone who sells all their property and they're going to go live in a van or they're going to live in a tiny home or they're going to go live in the woods in Alaska. God, I'm so close to wanting to do that. When they're in like their 40s, I'm thinking, yeah. that's cool for the next six years, maybe the next 12 years. Or what broke. But what about when you're 60, 70, and 80? How, what kind of quality of life are you going to have at 75 having to get up and chop wood every day? Oh, my <laughs> and ass all that shit. An old folks home. What are you talking about? Well, and in that situation, it's understandable. But yes. when, you, when you're looking at, you know, communities that have, you know, like RV parks and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, my uncle, he lives in some city in florida somewhere and he lives in an rv well living in a gated rv he's big out west i was saying living in a gated rv park's different than living in a van cruising around living on a van say in somewhere near uh venice beach with all the other half homeless people yeah um just funny enough i just suggested that to my girlfriend the other day like why don't we just get rid of the apartment stop paying two thousand dollars a month for this and jesus christ it's more than my mortgage (laughs) and you know let's just get a camper or an rv or something like that i can pull behind the truck we'll just put it somewhere pay four hundred dollars a month in lot rent and save up some money to buy a house yeah i was gonna say because right now it's not the buyer's market you know i was you it's headed that way though um our buddy from the um unsupervised podcast Mm -hmm. over there he has a food truck now and he goes out. Now, is this the guy who dresses like Porky Pig and likes fast food? Yes. Um, okay. He has a, a a food truck, and he is experiencing the joys of being a small business owner in Cape Coral. He's already gotten the back. I dealt with this when I had the At Computers van. When you go outside, and you get called down to City Hall to explain why your commercial vehicle was in front of your own house for more than two hours, and you go in there, and they got some dickhead code compliance guy with black and white eight by tens with X's and arrows, and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what it was. And he posted a picture after the rainstorm the other day that his whole street was flooded. He said, "Dear Cape Coral, instead of hounding people for parking there." commercial vehicles in front of your house how about you work on the sewage but by the way thank you for giving me the ticket to move my food truck because if it was there it would have been flooded out and i had the same thought the other day and this is why i bring this up the house across the street from me just sold for four hundred and thirty thousand dollars and as we've talked about every time carrie and i go out fishing there's a new property i was out fishing tonight there's a new seawall i was fishing from and now is this the new house that's getting built 
Yes, it's a brand new house. It was an empty lot before. It's a brand new house, not even occupied yet. Same size house, same footprint, comparable to mine, which means, fuck yeah, my property value is going up. But I was laughing because I'm thinking, congratulations, you bought a house for $430,000 on the street with no drainage that floods and the power goes out anytime we have a regular fucking Florida storm. Because our street flooded the other day just from a three-hour rainstorm. But Don, if you my neighbors were damn near out in the like canoe. What's that? Oh, uh, if, if we had drainage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we don't have drainage. Our power goes out and you don't have city water. All for a cool $430,000. Last one from the list we're going to do. I agree with this wholeheartedly, especially if you're falling around fucking fish of the Grateful Dead. If you're ever the age of 40 and you're following your favorite band on tour. Sorry, friends, but it's an event that requires a wristband to buy alcohol. We hope it's a one off and not an entire season. You're just too old for this unless maybe you won the lottery. You saying you wouldn't go follow the ICP now? No, because um, Violent J's so old and fat that he he's having heart issues and just got out of the hospital for uh, being sick. They had to cancel the album release. I don't even think they're touring anymore. Yeah, anyway, they, so. yeah, he's so fat and bloated, and like he says he gets winded, and he walks out his back door to his his separated garage where the recording studio is, just walking out. Keeps it up. He's going to be silent, Jay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he just got out of the hospital like Tuesday. And... Mm. Um, Again, <laughs> yeah, again. So yeah, so that's a list for those of you who are barely down to forty. Still rocking it right now, huh? Yep, Mad Child's picking up. He's uh, see that, that video I sent to you with uh, all the SRH or sub noise people. I guess uh, head PE's on there now. Nope. Yep, check it out. The guy lead singer head PE looks like a, a fucking old man now. If you're not, how do we do this delicately? Jared, Jared, Jared. Let's go back to the days. Let's just pretend it's 2000 um no let's go back to let's pretend it's 1998 mike's shitting in his pants watching spongebob but the rest of us are are adults and uh, spongebob came out in 1999 thank you i had just gotten back from my first stint in montana and Artie Lang was on howard stern show and his catchphrase is, is what are you some sort of retard so <laughs> Let's say we're allowed to use that word still. Now, un- unless you're a retard or have special needs, how ma- unless you're a manager or district manager or a regional manager, what is the acceptable amount of time, unless you have a mental handicap or special needs, what is the acceptable amount of time that one should work at a fast food restaurant in years? What's your cap for an adult to work at a fast food restaurant that's not a district manager, a store manager, or a shift? Well, shift manager is even not even good enough. Or you have special needs. You know, if you have Down syndrome and you've worked at the same Wendy's for thirty years, fucking that's awesome. Congratulations. If you're there much past the age of twenty-three, I think you need to start questioning life decisions. I don't want to say age. I want to say in years. How many years? Well, I mean, what if you start working at fifteen and you and now you're nineteen? Now you've put in, you know, six, seven years. That's no, acceptable. you're still a kid. You, there's a pass. Yeah, I, I definitely, I would agree. I, I think it, it would be more based off of how you're, old you are versus yeah. how many years you put in. You could have started at 15 and, and make it up to 23 as a shift manager and going to college and shit, and, and you're fine. But, you know, or just finish, you should be finishing up by then. But one would argue yeah, if, if you've worked at... here has gone to college, I could be wrong, but... Well, one may argue. One may argue if you've worked at Burger King for twenty-seven years, you should be a fucking district manager or a general manager or own a goddamn franchise, right? 
You would think so. According to BoardPanda.com, go ahead. But then you got to wonder about that person's decision-making process. Hence my, unless you have a special needs and you have Down syndrome, you've been working at the same Burger King for 27 years, that's awesome. You've committed to a career and you've gone with it. Whatever. According to Board Panda, four days ago, quote, they've kind of lost touch with their workers, end quote. Man shows a goodie bag he received from Burger King to celebrate his 27 years of loyalty. This was on TikTok. Staying loyal. Yeah. Staying loyal and going the extra mile to help your company flourish eventually has to pay off, right? Mm-hmm. We expect our efforts to lead to something good, whether it's a promotion, pay bump, or at least some sort of genuine appreciation. But while dedicating 27 years of his life to the one corporation may seem like a big deal, one Burger King employee recently found out, in fact, the opposite is true. Kevin Ford, 54, so what, he, he started working there like at 32, um, a 54-year-old cook and cashier who hasn't missed a day of service in 27 years, not a store manager, just a cook and a cashier, recently showed off his work anniversary gift bag in a video that went viral for all the wrong reasons. The clip that was shared on TikTok shows Ford standing in the kitchen. Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. I work at Burger King making flip whoppers. I wear paper hats. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. I tell you, there's still nothing better than Family Guy. Now, we all know the original version of that. That wasn't Family Guy. That came out prior to Family Guy. That came but out a long time ago. are we sure? Yes, we did an entire episode. for ripping off people. We've did, no, we did an entire episode because I first heard that song before Family Guy. But anyhow, now, the original version of that is somebody pretending to have a mental disability. Right. And in yes. 2022, that would definitely be a big... No, oh, here's the original, here. <laughs> I work at Burger King making flavor whoppers. I wear paper hats. Would you like an apple pie with that? Now, the like Burger K- the Family Guy version, this is a YouTube... Uh, this was an internet meme and it's just a picture of a guy at Burger King with the mouse moving the family guy is exact replica of this picture same uniform same shot everything okay so we would all say that that's Mike looks even uncomfortable being on the same show with that we right. could all admit that nowadays <laughs> in 2022 that that is not acceptable, right? It's like, what the fuck? Did yeah. I just give However, in 2020, Burger <laughs> King said, fuck it. No one would know. How could they know? And they put out this. They'll never know. Oh, hold on. That ain't it. They'll never know. They put oh. out this gem. Yes, I remember this gem. Yeah, we did a whole episode on this. Um but with a special surprise. Five dollars for two. One. With a two for five. Listen to the background. This is the Christmas music. Celebrate with a two for five mix and match deal. Your way. No, way better. It. Where is it? Anyhow, they. <laughs> have, well, when you type. Oh, here it is. Don's about to go back to work. Here it is. King out. <laughs> here it is. 
see all the lights? Oh, so they got their mask on for COVID. Yeah, like that. So yeah, I'm this year has to <laughs> This is epic. Oh, damn it. They've scrubbed it. Anyhow, they used the ding fries are done. Yes. And I mean it was a Christmas song is based yeah, off of yeah. yeah, but they used the retard version. <laughs> they changed it to two four five. So they changed it, but it's the same song and like it, Enjoy this holiday with the well, come on, man. Shut up, shut up. Listen. Leaned listen. Into it. No, listen to the end. It's holiday with the Walker Ding, friends are done. Ding, friends are way, done. Way better. So they included the ding, fries are done. So it's not like it was a satellite. They actually have the ding, fries are done in there. Share the joy this holiday with the Whopper and the two for five deal. Your way, way better. Yeah, so they... I was surprised when that came out. But anyhow, this gentleman has worked. Kevin Ford, 54. I was cheering. I like that's awesome. 54 years old, cook and cashier, hasn't missed a day of service. Recently showed off his anniversary gift bag that went viral for all the wrong reasons. The clip shared on TikTok shows Ford standing in his kitchen. He was going through his goodie bag filled with bland stuff. Now, what do you think Burger King, Gordon, would give you for 27 <sighs> I, years of service? I bet there is a book of coupons or, or some kind of gift card in there. To Burger King, um, maybe some hats, some T-shirts, basic. Maybe swag like a windbreaker, possibly a windbreaker, a ring. Really lucky, a hat. Maybe a uh, flash drive with Burger King written on it. Yeah, pretty much all swag, all stuff you would give away anyway. But a hat might be cool. Maybe a fresh uniform or a nice. And if they gave him a car, you know, key card. Some keys in that bag. That'd be really sweet. But Maybe a, a you know a nice windbreaker with the embroidered oh, Burger King I, logo. I forgot. He's going to get. Where did he work again? Uh, Burger, Burger King. King. Twenty-seven years. So he's going to get a paper crown. <laughs> I think he would accept that. Oh yeah. For his appreciation for nearly three decades of service and perfect attendance, mind you, it's twenty-seven years of never missing a day that wasn't justified. For it's his ten dollars worth of shit. He got a movie ticket. Woo! A bag of Reese's Pieces. Fuck yeah. A Starbucks tumbler. Score! And two packs of Lifesavers along with some Sharpie marker. What the fuck? <laughs> I would think that he'd be like, what? Oh, but I, I'm sure he was ecstatic. He no, got it. Uh, but a normal person would be like, Seriously? He worked for Burger King. Here, here, now, this is the TikTok clip. You'll hear him talking. He's kind of like, you know, whatever. And he's not, he's not special. Starbucks, thank you, guys. Like the lanyard. Oh, got a lanyard. Uh, two pens. Two pens. And a couple of watch. And two lifesavers. Uh, so it's good to show what they, you know, their appreciation for, uh, for loyalty and for all you've done for the company. This is my award for what for 27 years. Thank you, guys. 170,000 likes, 14,000. And after comments. that video, he was probably fired. Um, no. Uh, well, I guess the first, uh, I guess the first question is, you know, because journalism, uh... journalism's dead, and they won't ask these questions. Is that a franchise or is that a corporate place? Because corporate has no idea how long the employees work at a franchise office, so Correct. that might be on the franchisees. If that's corporate, I guarantee you, um, corporate saying, "Hey, 
that was the store manager or you know district manager never brought us to our attention that we've had someone 27 years maybe we're I guarantee after that commercial, he probably got a phone call and they. That damn founder of the company didn't. They may have given him a uh, kind of a check your smarts exam and let's see if we can at least make this dude a fucking shift manager at 27 years. He's got to know the policies after 27 years. Um, do they not have age groups in skateboard competitions? I skateboarded for many years, but I never good enough. Yeah, there should definitely be at least a legends group for anybody over the age of, say, 30, 35. What about, a, let's say, over the age of well, 29? That would be, see, under legends would probably be heroes or some shit like that. Now, the some third world countries are cracking down on trans females participating in um, female yeah. athletics. You saying the United States is third world too? No, but, well, we're starting to get caught up, but not in the skateboard world. A 29-year-old biological male who identifies as a transgender woman beat out a 13-year-old girl for first place in a New York City skateboard tournament. On Which Saturday. means this uh, this this individual never made it anywhere as a male, and therefore looked for the easier way out. And Gordon, how dare you say that? How dare you? More skilled. Can go bigger, land harder and faster than a woman. Uh, just a case in point, watch a snowboard half-pipe competition in the Olympics. I remember one year we were watching the Salt Lake City Winter Olympics, and my aunt, one of our favorite aunts in the world, looked at me and said, well, why are the guys going bigger than the girls? I'm like, well, it's called biology. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can feel like you're a guy, but... The fact you got that grew up with testosterone coursing through your veins, you're not going to get the benefits. The fact that they had a 29 year old woman, Herm? sorry, did I in the that? same category in the same competition as a 13 year old tells me that they probably hold eight people <laughs> fucking join this well, competition. You, you can't Cle get in trouble if you just let everybody in the same division. I know, but clearly, if you had 200 people or 80 people or even 10 people join this competition, you probably could spread out the age group. But the fact that you have a 29 year old in the same bracket as a 13 year old. You, you never know. Tony Hawk may show up at the age of 50 something once he heals from his. A broken leg or broken arm. He was gonna. I was gonna go watch him down here at Fremont. He was gonna skate, and then he busted himself up before he got here. He done busted himself up. Do, 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 do. Hey, look at Steve Cavallaro. He still rides. Before Not we get nearly the, the same level he used to, but I still give the guy props. Mike, do you, years old. does your family have like slangs or code words or phrases that you guys use amongst the house? But if a random person would come over, they would be like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Give me some examples. What's that? Give me some examples. Uh, probably some more common ones. I mean, um, there's one in particular that I can't say. Boo-boo kitty fuck? <laughs> we'll do what? It's a boo-boo kitty fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there's one in particular that uh, has been an ongoing thing for years in my family that, uh, yeah, on, on the that, airwaves... I'm not allowed to say. It's not a nickname for you, is it? No. No. No, it <laughs> okay. is it is a Although there was a pause. A, it, it, it's it's a name and then a number attached to it. Hmm. And it had to do you remember Nextels? Uh-huh. It had to do with Nextel phones. We always hit me on the two-way. What's that? Hit me on the two-way. Yeah. 
we all had a nickname associated with Nextel and a number. So, hey, three way, get over here now. Being yeah. the, being the proper redneck that I was, first time I saw myself a Nextel two way, my naivete was that you that thing got the range where you could talk to somebody in Kentucky. Yeah, stupid. It's using a cell phone tower. It's not a fucking walkie-talkie. <laughs> Damn, that thing got some range on it. You mean you can squeeze out a button and talk to somebody in another state? Damn, that's got a fucking range on it. My dad embarrassed me one time. I was in science class in school, and he got Nextels because the company that, you know, the mm-hmm. company I work for now all got Nextel them. phones because it was easier than using CBs. Oh, absolutely. And, oh man, uh, I remember that shit getting in construction. Then you end up in Nextel Hell where everything would just break up. My dad and, and when we started he, our business, hold hold on real quick. And when we started a uh, business, we got our Nextel. Dad was still doing the C B radio jargon over and out. Over. <laughs> yeah. You're a fucked hard over. Why'd yeah. you do this over? When I was in uh when I, I was sitting in science class and I remember it was dead quiet. I think we were uh, probably doing a test or something like that. Oh he and, didn't rip a fart, did he? No, when, uh, when, you know, when I was in school, I mean, you know, cell phones were becoming popular, you know, I mean, we, we had beepers. Yeah. We weren't allowed no, to bring I mean, my sister, my sister is seven years older than I am. So I mean, oh, she, yeah. she had a beeper too. when she was a teenager, we lived, uh, so, when I, mean, I went to high school, it was a detentionable offense to have a pager in school. Cause after all, yeah. I'm so old that it was after high school when I got the first pager. After all, because if you had a pager, you were either a doctor or a drug dealer. Yeah. Now, luckily, by the time I turned 17, I became a father, so I had an excuse. But even then, I had to cut a hole in the inside of my pocket to put the clip in so that the pager was inside my pant pocket so they couldn't see it. Then you can hear the buzz anyway. (laughs) See, our, our rules were, you know, it can't be seen and it has to be off. And if it was on, you would get in trouble. Well, I left mine on one day, and and like I said, it was dead quiet. And all of a sudden, my dad goes, "Beep beep, what the fuck are you doing?" I went, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and everybody just just turned and just dad, glared. You just right got at me. me a fuck. You just got me detention, oh, dude. No. <laughs> Nowadays, it's a civil rights violation to take away kids' fucking cell phones. Yeah, school. I was gonna say oh, it's, yeah. it's all open now. It's it's yeah. everywhere, isn't it? You do well, that? they're probably texting in the middle of uh, lectures. Well, my son's got a cell phone. It doesn't have a plan attached to it, so you can only use it when it's hooked up to Wi-Fi or a hotspot or something like that. But uh, even, you know, because I ask him every once in a while, are you allowed to use that in school? And he's like, no, we're not allowed to have that out at all. They'll get in trouble still even now. Yeah, they can get in trouble, but the teacher took the phone, fucking forget about it. Yeah. Teacher will be drugged down to the office and in trouble. How about you, Gordon? You got any family uh, code words that you guys use? Not really. Really? I'm pretty lame that way. I guess. There's no, I mean, it's just the two of us. I have no code. What am I going to do? Yeah, I mean, there's, hey, you well, slang take him to it's the not P-A-R-K co- later? I mean. Well, I mean slang phrases. For example, you come to my house at 5 o'clock, our Alexa will come off and say, here's a reminder, give two scoops to the bebop. If, actually, it says beatbox, but it <laughs> No, it's. Uh, so if you're at my house, goes, Mike. Hey, Katarine, this is your reminder to brush Oliver's teeth 8 o'clock every day. So if you're at my house at 5 o'clock and you heard give two scoops to the beatbox, what do you think that's referring to? Probably giving two scoops of food to your doggo. Yep, even though now she's been relegated to one scoop. And ever since we got her the oversized ball, which she plays, 
She's so goddamn cute. She's like a little seal now. She figured out how to bounce it off the screen, and she'll bounce it off her nose like volleyball three times now. But she just, <laughs> she's because we got her on the science diet. We've relegated her to one scoop in the morning, one scoop at night, and she's playing this ball. She's lo- she's losing weight quick, but she she bounces this ball off the fucking fence and just it's she's so goddamn cute. As soon as she goes outside, she just hauls ass, and you just see this little green ball get pushed all around, and she can control it too. Like she was running, the ball was going right for a tree, and it just went right around it. She's gotten so good at controlling this thing. It's like a remote control car. She just zips all around and, and then bounces on her nose. Speaking of remote control cars and dogs, there's a when I go take Oliver for a walk at one of the parks uh, with a huge field. There's a guy who has a remote control do- car that he uses to run his um mm-hmm. his do- uh, Doberman with, and she just chases it. Yeah, like, that right is. there is the best thing in the world. Um, chippies. It's not some janky remote control car either. This fucker's fast. Uh, chippies. Potato chips. Chippies. Yep. I want some chippies. Oh, you have chippies? Give me some chippies. No, potato chips. Um, Bebop. I got brekkie for breakfast, but that's nothing special. Everybody uses that. Brekkie's kind of common, yeah. Bebop's uh, one of her many names. Um, Bailey does not come to Bailey. She doesn't even know that's her fucking name. <laughs> she thinks it's either Bebop. Barky Bartokamus when he starts barking. Licky Lickopotamus when he starts not, he doesn't stop licking. Mm-hmm. Um, Sir stinks a lot if he's just smelly. You know, some random shit like that. We got Bebop, Honey Bear, Honey Bear, Sugar Britches, HB for Honey Bear, Honey Plum, Sugar Booger, um, Bailey Boo, um, The Bear, (laughs) and a handful of other names. Tucker used to be called, Tucker had a Native American name. His was Tucker Muddy Feet because he had white feet with little brown spots Mm. all over him. Oliver Underfoot. There you go. Yeah. My dog's actually a pit bull and I'm, I'm not allowed to have him here at my lovely apartments but uh his name's vader and uh one of his nicknames that i call him is vady dater i don't know why (laughs) and the only time he actually comes to me i i can call his name a thousand times a day and he won't come to me but the only time he actually shows up is when i whistle at him and it's a specific way and because we're good parents we refer to our daughter as ding ding instead of dipshit (laughs) (laughs) What I call my now son the daughter is is not Bailey, right? No, the 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 other daughter, the ding ding, the two legged daughter. Yeah, the ding ding. I call my son a dingus. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast is brought to you by absolutely nobody. But if you want this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast to be brought to you by your company, please email us at info at d-410.com and you can sponsor the show and even the studio if you're so inclined. And while you're pulling up the email and typing in things, head over to d-410.com or what's in your head.com and click on the Patreon link. It's only a dollar a month. If you like us, and if you like us, like us, it's $3.50 a month. And if you like us, like us, like Winnie Cooper, it's $7.50 a month. That'll get you a free t shirt after month three. Mike has been hounding me all weekend long to do an OG5 podcast, and uh, we are going to do that. <laughs> And we I were, think I actually went like this earlier, too. That's amazing. And yeah. um, we. We're going to do one yesterday, and then Henry and I, because on the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast, it's a World War II-based podcast, and we actually spent 20 minutes before going live on our soundcheck talking about music or random shit, so I just went ahead and cheated and snipped that 20 minutes off and threw it up on Patreon last night. And maybe something you want to start doing more often. And so, yes, and so right now, if you are a member of Patreon OG5, there is a little 19-minute little snippet of me and Henry Sledge 
from the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast. Me, Gordon, and Mike will get one up this week, too. We need to at least try to get two of those out a month, as well as some um, exclusive video content. But right now, I don't have any video content for any of our YouTube other than the live streams because, well, it's been raining, and Carrie still has a bum leg. Her foot is looks like it's... Br- Did we talk about that at all? Your knee, yes. Not her foot. Oh, wait. No, nope, no. We, we haven't knee. talked because that happened after the What's the... No, that happened after the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast, and so last week we talked about going into urgent care and all that shit, right? Yes. 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 Fast forward, her foot is still looks like it got attacked by bees. It's all black and purple. Uh, her knee isn't any better. Saturday, no, Sunday, I took the kid to the beach and saw some big-ass tarpons swimming right in the shallows off of freaking uh, Sanibel. That was cool. Damn, I wish I had a, deep, a sea fishing rod. No, the irony is it was like, Three feet off the shore, and there's some guy 20 yards out fishing. I'm like, if you only knew to turn around, but I didn't say that to him. I came home and was sleeping, and Carrie was trying to make her way to the bathroom, and she went to push the door shut on her crutches and fell again, luckily this time on the carpet. So now we have been relegated to pushing around the house in the office chair. Don't have a wheelchair. Um, yeah, but get I'm trying to get her to get a fucking MRI because I'm telling her... He's like, you may have needed surgery at this point. Yeah, get one of the little scooters that she can kneel on and just scooch around. She can't kneel. I thought she was wearing a full leg splint. They yeah. gave her one, and she wore it on the way home. I just put it on her tonight. I'm like, you're supposed to keep your legs straight, but you've taken that thing off for like a week, and so your leg's kind of bent. Maybe that's so part of the real problem. You yourself up for good that way. So I just, we literally just strapped that son of a bitch on right before we came on the podcast because it's been off since the day she got home. Um, but yeah, so her leg is still all fuckered up. Which caused us to cancel the trip to Kissimmee last weekend, to which would have been YouTube content. So between the rain, the lack of fishing, and everything else, the other than the live streams, the YouTube comment, the YouTube content has dwindled some. But anyhow, um, so please head over to d-410.com or what's your head.com. Click and sign up for Patreon, and if you're a Patreon member, head over there and click on the post, and you can listen to the new OG5 podcast, and Gordon, Mike, and I will get one up this week. But right now, it's time. News and shit. News and shit. Now here's Gordon with some news and shit. Gordon, digitized live from the What's In Your Head podcast dashboard news stuff. Here's Gordon Abernathy got a new soundboard i can't find the original opener which don't matter because it still says that computer so anyhow why don't you don't say how are you doing like i was like didn't we cover this at the top of the show news and shit um news and shit i think news and now shit here's is a good Gordon with some news and shit. <laughs> well it was news and shit originally it was originally <laughs> news and shit but when we would post on facebook the uh synopsis of the show facebook would not share it because it had profanity in it so we couldn't say any news and shit with gordon oh you could throw a couple of asterisks in there yeah. and bleep out the word Amazon may be going a little creepy with the Alexa, as it could soon mimic the voice of dead relatives. Deep fake shit is so fucking scary. Yes, it it is. is. Amazon Alexa might soon replicate the voice of family members, even if they have passed on. Assuming that your family member had a digital footprint with video. Obviously, your grandmother who died in 1989 who had no video footage on the internet would be harder to 
Or the only video footage of you or any sound footage you got is when they were yelling at you. Then that would be or is that a wedding when they're talking in the microphone upside down? And or remember, because back back before everybody had cell phone cameras, it was everybody was shy to be on camera. There was a whole lot of block in the face. Or or when you go back and watch any high school footage from the nineties, just people flicking off the camera because that's what we did in the nineties. Anytime I or eighties and nineties, anytime anybody produced a camera, you just flicked it off because no one wanted to be on camera. And you had to get that those two side fingers just right too right yeah um, who made that rule right remember like back yeah. in the day it was like any any finger in the storm but no you have to the the index finger and the middle the ring you gotta have steez man your middle finger perfectly gotta be parallel styling. with the knuckle on your middle finger your thumb has to be at a 33 it's like the the military of flipping people off Versus this, yeah. Versus some clunky. <laughs> the capability had been unveiled at Amazon's RE Mars conference in well, wonderful Sin City. Those of you who don't know what Sin City is, it's uh, Las Vegas. It is in development and will allow virtual assistant to mimic the voice of a specific person. Oh my God! Don't let it be a wife. Based on a less than minute of provided recording. So less than a minute. That's all you need. I'm so stupid. Rohit Pashat, senior vice president and head of scientists for Alexa, said at the event on Wednesday that the desire behind this feature was to build greater trust. Uh, Bullshit. It's going to work the opposite, buddy. This is the end shit part from the news. Um, in the interactions users have with Alexa by putting in more human attributes of empathy and effect. They're already showing with the deep fake where um, they've kind of done it as a, this is why deep fake is a security breach where they'll like deep fake someone like a CEO of a company and like blow a fake phone call into like their accountant or whatever and have them cut like a, a, ch- a check out of whatever. Oh, we need a check cut for 48000 Go get a cashier's check for blah, blah, blah. And it sounds like the person's voice, and they go and do it. And, uh, and you know, obviously it was a setup thing. Well, okay, well, this is a security breach. But, yeah, they're already using, like, deep fake for voices and stuff and even video content for, like, fake Zoom meetings and shit to swindle people out of money. Mm-hmm. Well, according to Mr. Prasad, these attributes have become even more important during the ongoing pandemic when so many it's of us over. have lost the ones we love. And while AI can't eliminate the pain of the loss, it can definitely make their memories last. So in a video played by Amazon at the event, a young child asked Alexa, can grandma finish reading me The Wizard of Oz? No. Alexa then dead. acknowledged request and switches to another voice mimicking the child's grandmother. The voice assistant then continues to read the book in that same voice. So yeah, a little, little. I think we actually have a. I think we have a clip of this. Just into the newsroom here. Let me uh, turn on the file here. Here is the Amazon deepfake voice of what it sounds like to have your dead relative interacting with you in the latest technology. Good. This is a Yeah, that one just don't seem to be as what they're offering. So Max Headroom come back. I've been seeing a lot more Max Headroom lately. I don't know. Um 
I'm trying to find the original. There's a lot of remakes. This stuff, is the right? 80s. Yeah, this was 80s. Max Headroom was a TV I show. I was in elementary okay, school. It a lot show. of you. And it was... Guys have taken my advice on dress and are now walking around in baggy shorts and flip, 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 flops. What was the original storyline behind Max Headroom? He was, obviously, he was a computer-generated AI that did, 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 but what was the... I can't remember the whole storyline behind Max Headroom. Let's see what the old Wikipedia says. Max Headroom is a fictional, artificial, intelligent character portrayed by actor Matt Fuhrer advertised in the first computer-generated TV uh, presenter. Max was known for his biting commentary on a variety of topical issues, er, um, arrogant wit, stuttering, and pitch-shifting voice. The character was created by George Stone... Blah, blah, blah. Max was an, uh, advertised as computer-generated. I know he did, like, Pepsi commercials and shit, but what was the original use for him? There was a show. Called oh, here we go. Max Headroom debuted in 1985 on Channel 4 in a British-made cyberpunk TV movie, he Max Headroom, the 20 minute into the future, which provided the origin story. In the movie, Edson Carter is a journalist uh, fleeing enemies in a parking garage, and he was forced into a motorcycle, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it was from a movie. Yep, man, it's back in the days of like Airwolf and Blue Thunder and A-Team. Mm -hmm. When everything had to have a gimmick, Perfect Strangers, Bosom Buddies. And everything still needs a gimmick. It's just a little different now. But moving on. A Boy in Blue Does Good. Polish, man? Coming out of uh, Conklin, New York. And what happened? Well, there was a missing golden retriever named Lila who was discovered deep Aww. inside a covert pipe. Covert pipe. What the hell was that? I have no idea. In is that redundant? Or is that for people who don't know what a covert is? It's a covert pipe. See, a covert, doesn't a covert. Necessarily, isn't necessarily the full pipe, but this is the full pipe that probably pops out under the road of the covert. Nonetheless, this dog could not be lured, lured, gee whiz, Gordon, and you're not even drinking, out by her owner with peanut butter dog treats no, and cheese. No, but I am. If a dog can't be lured out with cheese, there's a problem. Because you know, my dog can hear a cheese wrapper from outside. Does your vet do that? What's that? Um, creative vets now, like when putting a thermometer up a dog's woohoo or having to do shots, whatever, they'll just spray like uh, cream, um, cheese Whiz or whatever on the table so the dog will be licking the, the cheese Whiz. While I, I haven't been. Yeah. I'd actually have to ask Katina. That so one. if you ever go into a vet and you see a bottle of cheese Whiz sitting on the counter, that's what it's for. Well, in the end, State Trooper Jimmy Rassophone decided to crawl about 15 feet into the pipe, which is under a rural, rural a road rural. to rescue Lila. I think I'm stroking out over here. Why would they? Despite the extremely tight fit. Who's the dick in the English language that said, hey, we're going to give a word that describes an area where most people have a hard time speaking regular Queen's English? <laughs> Rural. rural. I live on a rural route. R-U-R-A-L. Rural. Rural route. You want to find out where you're really from? I feel like you have a stroke. And add the word route because you have a rural route. Rural route. You automatically sound like a hillbilly. He crouched down and literally disappeared into the hole and was led and with a lead and that had a choker on it, said Lila's owner, Rudy Fuhrer. Yes. What kind of backwoods rednecks still using chain chokers in their fucking dogs? I don't know. And what and and the owner's the name type is of Rudy. the type of person whose dog gets put in a culvert. That's who. Ru well, the neighbor 
the Lila's owner's name is Rudy Fuhrer. That's F U E H R E R, as in the Fuhrer. I was say, be careful who you say that around. Who called nine one one for help on Sunday morning? <clears throat> he was some able. My dog somehow, down yonder. He was in the able culvert. to somehow manipulate his arms and get the choke around the dog's head. And out comes the trooper with the uh, retriever, both uh, soaking wet but safe. So this dog is 13 years old and had been missing since Aww. Friday afternoon. Fuhrer, oh dear God, uh, was walking his two other dogs, both Lila's offsprings, a few hundred feet down the road from his house Sunday when he heard the plaintiff yelp. Which he said, didn't oh my know. God, that's Lila. Called the 911. Cop Brassophone shows up, and Bob's your uncle. Lila is saved. If Bob's your uncle, is Sheila your aunt? But anyhow, what you didn't know, know is... Do we even have an Uncle Bob? Fuhrer, his middle name was El Duce. That's a Mussolini joke for those you pay attention to. <sighs> okay, I got one Nevada story, and I got one North Port, Florida story coming Close up. Close enough. So, uh, Nevada man has been charged for, well, punching a woman... And then interfering with Donkey crew punching? members on flight in, in a flight in 2019. What the fuck is wrong with people? Well, this so. was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. A Gardnerville, Nevada resident was sentenced Friday to five years of probation, six months of home confinement, and restitution in the amount of $49,079 for assault and interference with crew members during a flight from Seattle to Las Vegas. No, well, that's all you need to know. Daniel A. Parkhurst, 41 years old, pleaded guilty or pled guilty. Do we need to add that to the list? Pleaded. Is that the? Do we need to add that to the list of things to do when they're 40? Is to stop punching stewardess on the airplane? I'll just about stop randomly punching people in general. Pleaded guilty on February. February this 22nd, 2022, which I believe was a day of a podcast for us. To one count of interference with flight crew members and attendants, and one count of simple assault, as opposed to complicated assault, in a special aircraft jurisdiction of the United States. According to court documents, on October 31st, 2019, Parkhurst touched a female passenger's inner thigh without consent. How do you do? Creepy McCreeperson. After she mm. smacked his hand away, Parkhurst started to punch mm. the female passenger multiple times. Uh, he, uh, hold on, he's he, feeling a little scorned. Well, maybe she was. Her legs are so big that they crossed over and like rubbed up against them. But he touched her inner thigh. Well, that's because her so legs are so that big was, that his the arm ins- was resting on the armrest, and his hand happened to slop down on the inside of their thigh. Or her thighs are so big that they cross over. Or, did, or was she just a regular sized woman who sat like a dude? I don't know. Um, so uh, he 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 punched, started to punch a female passenger multiple times flight attendants and other passengers intervened to stop parkers from punching the female passenger as a result of his behavior the uh, flight was forced to land in reno where parkers was thus removed from the plane and arrested okay so what we need to do we need to put like a, a curtain in the back of every airplane and tell people that that's the mike tyson booth and there is a possibility that if you act up, Mike Tyson may or may not come out and whoop your ass. And so, and if he's the, not there, his pigeons will be. You, well, see, I said, you don't know if he's there. Just like the air marshal. You don't know if there's an air marshal on board, right? Well, you don't know if there's a Mike Tyson back there. And there's a very good chance that if you act a fool, Mike Tyson will come out and beat your ass. Just like that dickhead that he beat up on the plane. So we need the Mike Tyson booth in the back of every, every airplane. So there could be an air marshal or a Mike Tyson on this plane. Act a fool and find out. 
So I do got two more stories. We will uh, move on to Northport, Florida. This is a uh, ending to a story that has had national headlines. The attorney for family of one Brian Laundry released the contents of the suicide letter on Friday. Did any of you guys hear this? Uh, no. I wonder if we need some appropriate background music for this. I did hear about this. Yes. I did. I, I've been, I, my, my, I've been so uh, just out of it with all that's going on. I didn't know that the whole Roe v. Wade thing actually came to fruition until it, like it just starts showing up all over the place. So, um, but this is we're gonna read a suicide note, right? Yeah. Maybe we need to set the mood here. Uh, hold on a second. Go ahead and start reading it. I'll, I'll fill it in. Uh, okay, I'll go ahead and skip down to the... I don't need to read the story. So basically, he wrote, I'm sorry for everyone's loss. Please do not make life harder for my family. They lost a son and a daughter. The wonderful girl in the world, Gabby, I'm sorry. He concluded his writing by saying, I have killed myself by this creek, evidently it was before it flooded, in hopes that animals may tear me apart, that it may make some of her family happy please pick up all my things because gabby hated people who littered <laughs> so yep that's how he ended it i remember that i think they found him in water that must mm-hmm. have been the, the, the notebook they found next to him and, uh, that's appropriate Uh, simpler days when you're a young suicide was fun to joke about. When you're a young rap group and someone asks you, "Hey, we're putting out a movie called Tales from the Crypt," and well, there's a scene in the movie where someone's committing suicide, and so this young little group called the Grave Diggers put out a fantastic little song about suicide <laughs> on a motion picture soundtrack. Not an auto tune one in there. Nope. So, fun fact if you go on Spotify and look up the Tales from the Crypt, if you look up the uh, if you look up the soundtrack for Tales from the Crypt, this song is not on it. They pulled it from Spotify. But anyhow, that's going to wrap it. Actually, Mike, do you have anything on your list of shit? Oh, I have so one you, more story. Yeah, oh, yeah, go ahead. One more story. <clears throat> Actually, first, I'm going to do a, can you believe NATO is going from 40,000 300, to 300,000 people on the the uh, on the borders out there? What happened to your face? On. It's called rosacea. Oh, it looked like jelly. I had a rough weekend. <laughs> Last story, and this one should strike Don's no, fancy. Speaks. Peek in the microphone again. Because uh, the U.S. Navy destroyer. The USS John Bazalone. Escort that engaged superior Japanese fleet in the largest sea battle of World War II in the Philippines has become the deepest wreck ever discovered, according to explorers. The USS Samuel B. Roberts, Hmm. popularly known as the Sammy B, was identified Wednesday as broken into two pieces on a slope at a depth of 22,916 feet. Wow. 
Think about how high 20,000 feet is in the sky. Now push that down into the water and add another two. How is there anything even recognizable that didn't get crushed into a tin can? It's hard to say, but this puts it uh, 1,400 feet deeper than the USS Johnston, which was previously the deepest wreck discovered last year in the Filipino Sea, or Philippine Sea, also by American explorer Victor Veskovov. Veskovo, that's sorry, founder of the uh, Dallas-based Caledon Oceanic Expedition. He announced this fine, latest find together with UK-based IOS Expeditions. So needless to say, the Sammy B took part in the battle off of Samar, the final phase of the, of the Battle of Lat Gulf on October 1944, in which the Imperial Japanese Navy suffered its biggest loss of ships and failed to dislodge U.S. forces from Liet, or Liet, uh, which they invaded earlier as a part of the liberation of the Philippines. According to some of the records, the destroyer escort disabled a Japanese heavy cruiser with a torpedo and significantly damaged another while battling a group led by the command battleship Yamoto. After heavily uh, having spent virtually all of its ammunition, it was critically hit by the uh, battleship Congo and sank. Of 224-man two, crew, 89 had passed or died, and 120 were saved, including the Captain Lieutenant Commander Robert W. Copeland. According to Samuel J. Cox, a retired admiral and naval historian, Copeland stated that there was no higher honor than to have led the men who displayed such incredible courage continuing into battle against overwhelming odds from which survival could not have been expected. So this site has is a hallowed war grave and serves to remind all Americans of the great cost borne by previous generations for the freedom we take for granted today. And it wasn't Cox that long ago because there are still, there are few and far between, but there are still vets alive to this day from that campaign. Yes, there are. And that is it. This concludes the evening news, and now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. Mike, do you have anything on your list of shit you want to talk about before we wrap up this episode of the What's In Your Head podcast? Yes, I actually have one story. It comes out of Indiana. The Hoosier State? Coming coming from... Oh, where's it? Where's it coming from? Shelbyville in Indiana. June 10th, 2022. Mysterious hard object inside catfish turns out to be a sex toy. Nice. <laughs> have you heard this story? Catfish will eat Animal anything, won't they? Have, have you heard this story? No. no, I have not. Two Indiana fishermen got a secret toy surprise after one of them caught a blue catfish on the Ohio River last week. Uh, when Richard, I want to say Kieser or Kassar <laughs> of Shelbyville, Rich- Indiana, took his friend John Hoop fishing on the Ohio River last week, the Richard goal was Keister. for Hoop to land his first blue catfish. Well, he did, but this fish came with a secret toy surprise. Saying, quote, we noticed when we got it to the boat that its stomach was huge, said Kieser. At first, he assumed it was because of eggs or maybe some wildlife that the fish had eaten. Quote, it's common to find the find other fish, sometimes turtles, muskrats, and other animals. Muskrat love. Uh, it wasn't until later in the day that he actually pressed down on the catfish's abdomen and felt two hard objects that he knew couldn't be eggs. 
When they'd returned to Kaiser's home and cut open the catfish, they discovered what was bulking up the fish's tummy, a foam ball, part of another fish, and a fairly large-sized dildo. Nice. Or as Kaiser referred to it, the other object. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm somebody, uh, somebody, some dude was very upset as old lady. This is yes. the... Uh, this is the kind that has the suction cup on it. I'm looking at it right now, and it definitely is. It's a big boy. That is something to be seen coming out of a catfish's stomach. You know, what's cute is all these news stories are tiling it out. It's like uh, in, in the world of, you know, 24-hour news, transsexuals and sexual this and sexual that, you're going to block out a guy holding a fucking rubber dildo. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I will say it is might veiny. Mighty. It's might veiny. Mighty veiny. Might veiny and and equipped with the suction cup, but it is almost the the rubber ball in which he's talking about is almost the it's actually bigger it, than the ball. Is it a similar size to the dildo in Fight Club? Mm, I don't remember. Mm. And he walks in the door and it's on the dresser and she says something like, "What are you uh um, yeah, maybe, maybe. similar size, it's, similar size. Yep, it's green and slimy though. This thing, it's, oh, it's been in its uh, it says belly. Keezer told Huffington Post via Facebook that Hoop has the catfish, but he didn't think his fishing companion had eaten it yet. Meanwhile, he still has the other object, but probably not for much longer. I don't have any use for it, he said. Well, see, if <laughs> yeah, he's not going to have a use for a novelty-sized dildo. <laughs> see, if journalism wasn't dead, someone would ask him to put a tape on that. <laughs> I don't know how big it is. Put a tape on that. Yeah. So nice, lovely story like a baby's coming arm out of holding Indiana. An apple. Yep. <sighs> so. That's fucking funny. So that's but, uh, yeah, that's that's all I've got for tonight. So I, I catfish and dildo. Funny note. We want to thank each and every one of you for your continuing support of the What's Your Head podcast and all the podcasts here on the Digital 410 Network, and including podcasts on Digital 410 Network. Head over to d-410.com or pbbates.d-410.com and check out Mike No Use for Last Names podcast, him and his co-host Ron, who has a last name. Um, they host the Tackle Your Personal Best, where you can uh, get all the fishing knowledge you need, anywhere from uh, matching a, a hat to what bait sees or what time of the year etc and all that good stuff so head over to d-410.com click on the link or go to pbbaits.d-410.com and thank each and every one of you and we will talk to you all let's see if this works with the new board we will talk to you all next week